This is ESPN Radio. If that doesn't get you going, then what's wrong with you? He's Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for getting it going with us on ESPN Radio this morning, as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Don't forget, you can always join the chat anytime you want on Twitter at Real J Williams and at Coleman ESPN. And don't forget the phone number as well, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, because we'll be honest, because we stayed up late last night watching the U.S. women's soccer match against Netherlands, which wound up being a 1-1 tie part of the Women's World Cup going on right now in Australia and New Zealand. We had a little, we need a little jump start. I'm not a coffee, coffee drinker. I'm surprised you've gone this long and not had a cup of coffee, Jay Will, to really get your morning, get your morning started and get into the left lane and not be in the travel I lane. I told you I've been on my new joint, man. What's your new joint? My, my, my new joint is I, I, I do Himalayan sea salt. That's right. And warm water in the morning. Okay. And I, about eight, nine ounces. Right. All and right. That just keeps my energy level high That'll for most do it. of the day. That'll do it. Yeah. It's supposed to have like great health benefits. It's released, it flushes your system. It retains water. Helps you stay more hydrated. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm trying to get off the coffee kick because I found myself doing this show. Right. Having three or four cups of coffee. And by the time I get to like 930, oh, yeah, I got the shakes. It's not good. <laughs> It's, it's not What's good at all with him. Too much coffee. Oh, ha ha! Just like scratching myself, like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> so it's been good though. But like last Coffee's night was a hell of a drug, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's good. We covered a lot today thus far, though, Freddie. Yes, we have. I mean, yes, we, we, have. We, we we've talked a lot about. Obviously, we talked about the USA women's soccer team. Uh, we just got done talking about Aaron Rodgers taking a pay cut. Uh-huh. And are the Jets the favorite? Is he the most motivated player? Not just in football, player, in, in Freddie, maybe in all sports. Oh, really? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Make the case. I'm going to hear this. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that yet. I'm, I'm thinking okay. it through as I'm saying it. All right. But potentially, though. Okay. For, and it's not money-driven. It's more so, I think, the amount of shots that were taken. Now, some things were self-inflicted, granted, with Aaron Rodgers. No doubt. But also the amount of shots that were taken at him and the amount of people that talked about his greatness, like and, and does it does it really equate his individual greatness equate to team success and how he's been able to get himself okay. to the Jets and now what he's playing for All right. with the pay cut if he's able to land a guy like Dalvin Cook that Diana Rossini who is one of our great analysts and reporters here at ESPN just came on our show and said that they're in contract talks with a guy like Dalvin Cook if you can have that additive piece. Does that make the Jets one of the favorites to win a Super Bowl? Put it this way. If, if you're, anytime we hear information like this, and by the way, this is a public service message from Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Anytime a reporter comes on and says that something is in the process, you're hearing page one. They're already at page 25. If Diana Rossini came on this show not even 20 minutes ago to say, hey, they're in contract talks, believe me, that could be a lot closer to a happening with Dalvin Cook being a member of the New York Jets than anything else. Because – People trust her with that information to say contract talks, maybe a little bit more. You can go with that, which means that that process is maybe a little bit further along with Dalvin Cook being a New York Jet and not a Miami Dolphin, not a Patriot, not anywhere else. Hard knocks, you have my attention, regardless of whether they want to give you access or not, because it seems like this thing just keeps ramping up. And if they are able to make an addition like that, now think about running back by committee. Like if you have Brees Hall is coming back being 
you know, healthy now along with Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of great pieces, offensive weapons. I mean, one of the most exciting teams to watch in the AFC. And it just puts back in that conversation about, and Diana also said this about Josh Allen and the Bills. Like, it, do we as media members always overhype them? Because you know, it always seems fair. like expectation is championship or bust. But you know, they have had success. Maybe not the success that we think they should have had, mm-hmm. which is we equate that to winning a Super Bowl because we always get the preseason hype around Josh Allen. But they have been a successful team. But the drama now going alongside Diggs and Josh Allen you know, it's good until it's not good, uh-huh. right? With them losing their DC as well, like that's another shift for them and their team. Like they just got a new OC after losing Brian Dable to the Giants. You feel like Josh Allen didn't have a great year last year, still had a good year, but new offensive scheme, new style. It takes a while to get adjusted to that. Well, their defensive has some holes. You got Kansas City out there. You got Miami out there with Tua. Just the AFC is loaded. You got Joe. I'd even make mention of Joe Burrow and all the weapons he has in Cincy. I'm glad you mentioned something real quick about in terms of not only people having that kind of ability to understand exactly their value, what they could bring to a football team, but also the overhype. More than ever before, players, coaches, general manager, owners pay attention to sports media. They can say all they want but they're always paying attention. And if you say something that gets them sideways, they remember it. You can say the greatest things about Aaron Rodgers. Let's say Aaron Rodgers leads the Jets to a Super Bowl. Let's say he's able to do that, but one person says, well, you know, he's going to remember that more than anything else. That's how we're built. Right. If anything, more than ever before, the media can be that kind of motivator because if somebody is banging on you, you want to shut that person up. You want to tell a person, knock it off, be quiet. Aaron Rodgers is a prime example, a prime epitome of that. Because I know for a fact he had to be getting sick and tired of people going after him with all that happened in Green Bay and all that was going on between him and that organization. Now, that's something that Shohei Atani doesn't have to worry about. The Angels pull him off the trade market. He'll be able to set his price if he stays in Los Angeles, goes somewhere else. But he doesn't have to deal with that compared to Aaron Rodgers. Right now, these two guys are two biggest sports stars in this country. Shohei Otani is a worldwide figure. Aaron Rodgers, depending on who you talk to and what perspective you have, he's a worldwide figure as well. Leo Messi, no doubt, coming to Inter-Miami, coming to MLS, he could have just taken that money and gotten richer somewhere else. He said, you know what? That's a challenge for me. Yeah, I'll go there and I'll take a look at that. And plenty of people banging on him saying, why would you leave to go to a minor league? And all of a sudden he scored three goals in the first two games as if they give the ultimate finger to them and say, I knew what I was doing. When people say that they don't pay attention to people in sports media or they don't listen to those kind of things, I got two examples for you. And Leo Messi, like you mentioned, and a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Because when you get a chance to shut people up in sports media, that could be the biggest motivating factor outside of money, outside of getting your bag more than ever before. LeBron James, another one. LeBron James, another one. Yes. I mean, it's all this, man. Like, each and every day, Freddie, like as a former player, the the, the positive stuff is fine, right? But you almost don't want to believe it because it makes you content. Oh, really? Yeah. Like when people say, oh, well, Jay was one of the, the greatest college basketball players. I'm like, all right, that's fine. But, like, what am I doing now? Like, what's next? Like, I'm, I'm not just going to sit here and say, yeah, that, that was great. Like, it's always about, like, what is in front of me? And how do I use the negative images that I have in my brain? Okay. That, you know, if you sit in the, back in the day, you would read the paper. Now it's you scrolling on your phone, you know, reading, sifting through the millions of articles about you, um, 
that are mostly negative, right? Because negativity sells. If it bleeds, it Negativity bleeds. gets more clicks. So if that stuff is at the forefront of your queue, you're going to see a lot of it. And you start marking all that stuff down because that's what drives wow. you. And that creates the friction. That creates the friction, Freddie. And I'm glad you mentioned that by the Jay Williams, Freddie, coming together on ESPN Radio and ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 ESPNU this morning because I can't wait to see how Shohei Atani will get a chance to react to negativity from this oh, organization if he leaves or from people who believe that, man, why would you not go to that team? Why are you going to that team? He seems to be pretty insulated because he can do that in the Angels. They're not in terms of being a championship contending team, but we love watching him play. We've seen what he has been able to do with a white hot spotlight, what he did in the World Baseball Classic. But go to the Yankees, go to the Dodgers. Thank you. And then I want to see how that handled last because not everybody is going to want to be on your side. I mean, come on, Freddie. We know how easy it is for people to be motivated by the media. We just found out through discovery during our show that you are blocked by Jim Irsay, which I don't know why. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, I know my value You're and I blocked. know my worth. I was like, let me see if I'm blocked. I'm not blocked. You're not blocked. Freddie Coleman, you're blocked. He likes you more than he likes me. I'm good with it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm completely fine with it. Hey, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That was strange to see that, to be completely honest with you. Because you're the most likable guy on our network. But now you sound like Kimberly Williams that day when we had a back and forth on first take and I disagree with her. She goes, what happened to you? You don't disagree with people. Wait, I, I, I disagree on, with hold, people. Hold on. You, Kimberly Williams? Kimberly. Kimberly A. Williams. No, Kimberly A. Martin. I'm uh, sorry, Kimberly A. Martin. I'm sorry. Now, you, now she's you, really not going to like me now. You were looking at me thinking Williams. I really was. Mm-hmm. I had Jay Williams in my head. Yep. I really was. Subliminally, and it I came out of excuse? my mouth. You see how I gave you an excuse? You gave me an excuse. I don't know if Kimberly A. Martin's going to buy that as far as that goes but even she said what happened to you what's going on with you you disagree with me today i'm like i disagree with people i'm gonna put it this way when you have a big mouth like i do it's going to resonate you may not like it you may like it but i can be disagreeable but it doesn't have to be fire and brimstone you and i disagree on certain things but we're not going to be at each other's throats as far as that goes now that works for some people for example that may work for jim ursay what he said about the running back position being negotiated. That may work for Kevin Durant when he's had his back and forth moments. And you understand that? Stephen A. Smith understood that. Yeah, you lived it. So we, we can always have that. But it comes back to conversations and it comes back to having those conversations. We should not be afraid to have conversations with people. And if you don't like it, if they're not taunting you, if they're not disrespecting your family or disrespecting your person, but they're commenting if they don't believe you're good enough or don't believe you're great enough or they think you're better than somebody else or somebody else better than you. Why so sensitive when it comes to stuff like that? I, I, blocking somebody on Twitter may be the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Now, if they're being completely, for example, profane and stuff like that, you don't see it on your timeline. But if you're going to block somebody just because they disagree with you or they don't regard you in the same light as somebody else, to me, that's just ultimate stupidity when you do stuff like that and have a sensitivity. That's just me. Sounds like Jim Mercer has you triggered. I'm not, no, you did this. Don't put this on Jim Irsay. I did. You what do you did mean? This. Why are you, you did And now this you're pointing me. fingers aggressively you at me. You did this. See, I, oh, now, now, now I'm the bad guy now. Well, it's not like one point. You gave me 30 points. It was like you're poking me and pointing Stop me at counting. the same time. It was 25. <laughs> it wasn't 30. It was 25. But that's what I, stuff like that on social media, I get it as part of the fabric of our lives and everything. But if somebody disagrees with you, or they don't regard you highly as somebody else, and you block them, that says a lot more about you, the blocker, instead of the blocky. That's just how I feel. He is Jay Williams. Hit him. <laughs> I won't point at him for the rest of the show. Hit him on social media at Real Jay Williams. I got it. I understand.
Oh, now see, don't do that. See, that, that's that. Freddie. What do you want me to say? Nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> what do you What do you want me to nothing. do? I, 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 I just, you. It's not. You're you're gearing this energy towards me, and it's, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> I'm like collateral like, damage right now. Jay's like, my name is Bennett. I'm not going to be in it as far as that goes. Hit him on social media. He's pulling the Pat Costello now at Real J Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. That word pressure can be used in so many different ways. But a friend of Jay wants to tell you exactly how he's still trying to handle it many, 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 many years after he first encountered that. That great story is next. You keep it here on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is ESPN Radio. You never have to worry about us keeping it real because that's what Freddie Coleman and Jay Williams, that's what we do here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, also on ESPN. You tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. And we talk about pressure. I'm going to make Lenny Cook give me 10 push-ups for every minute he's late. You can do that because you know Lenny, him more than a Lenny, we minute. are waiting for you, Lenny. You are my guy. <laughs> I am waiting for you to call into the show. We are not going to dance around this right now, Lenny Cook. <laughs> I know you are out there. You're keeping it 100 you are now. My, you are my guy. Call in. We're waiting for you. Freddie, take it away. I, I, well, I, don't, know how I, I don't know how I follow that I'm, saying, I'm, I'm shooting my guy a text. Lenny, what's up? You know, yesterday, Nunito, he was like, I'm ready to come on the show. We're going to do. He's like, I want to come into New York. I'm like, well, what happened was I used to be, we used to be in New York, and now we're in Bristol, which is cool. Right. It's all love, but you're in the yeah. city. So let's figure it out. Okay. He's I, like, fine, we'll jump on FaceTime. He was excited about it. 815, Nunito. Lenny here? <laughs> uh, not yet, Jay. Well, what the hell's going on, Lenny? Well, they're working some things out, okay. probably. They're trying, they're trying to make Technical difficulties? Sure they're, they're, they're I don't to, feel like Nunito's face. Yeah, I'm looking at Nunito's face right now. Yeah, yeah, no technical difficulties. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We'll do the best we can. I'm going to call, call, call on the cell right you're gonna now. You're going to call the cell right now? So I'll tap dance. 
while you do that. Oh, you're going to do it live on the air. I'm calling the cell. Okay. I'm calling the cell. Let's see if we can answer. Oh, he oh. sent me the voicemail. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no. But make sure his phone number doesn't get on the air, though. No, it's not going to get out there. How's the phone number going to get out there? Because it says the number while, like, Oh, no, exactly. I, I cut it off. I cut it off early. <sighs> oh, thank yeah. I guess I... <laughs> you talk about... Maybe me. I do need that coffee, you huh? talk about me being aggressive. It's a little aggressive. Oh, wow. Wow. Aggressive. You said that with the phone and the chest. It's a little aggressive. <laughs> All right. We'll bounce back. Oh, of course we do. Next but, play. Yeah, next play. We move on from that here. Triple H say ESPN eight eight eight. He's shooting you a text right now. Oh, you're gonna shoot him I'm a text him right him now. Text, yeah. This this is gonna get good to see if he if he's gonna respond. Oh, I'm gonna keep it going the whole show. Good for you. Yeah. Don't give up. No, we're not gonna let loose. I, I love that. It's, hang in there, my bro. <laughs> Don't allow that to happen. Don't gotta tell me. Exactly. By the way, keep weighing in on Twitter. We talk about in terms of irrelevant franchises. In the world of sports, it can be in the NBA, it could be in the NFL, it could be in Major League Baseball. Now, Jay took me to task because I had the audacity to say that I think the Orlando Magic are more irrelevant as an NBA team. And he said, you can't have an NBA team being irrelevant because they're so active in terms of social media. NBA is really a worldwide league. Let's call it as it is and as far as that goes. So keep weighing in on Twitter. Real J wins my, and my handle at Coleman ESPN. My aggressive press nature worked. We got Lenny on the phone. Nuno, he's here. No, you dropped. Oh, oh man, he's now, now he's just he, he's just messing with you, with you now. He's just messing with you he now. He dropped. What kind of service do we have? Well, you get on me for my phone service all the time because I have the nerve to have a Galaxy. You get on me all the time. Let's about not that. put names to it. I don't want to lose sponsorship dollars potentially. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that it'd be okay if else they do some money your way. I like the way you cleaned that up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. <laughs> so he is there. Hey, yes, he is there. Okay, Jay, we'll take it away since you like strong-armed him. I, I didn't strong-arm anybody. Funny. Lenny has strong-armed a lot of players in the game of basketball, that more so true. than me. That is very true. <laughs> Lenny, first off, why are you late, Lenny? What's going on? What happened? Good morning, good morning, good morning, Good man. morning. Good morning. I, I like the positive energy. I, I like it. But Amen. what happened? What the hell happened, Lenny? I, I was tr- I'm trying to connect. It's not connecting. Yeah, I got it. maybe maybe that's our producer's fault. No, no. I, oh. I just want to. I, I know we have five minutes with you, Lenny. Um, and I, I just want people to know, you know, Lenny and I bumped into each other. We are both at the premiere of Underrated at the NBA PA uh, with it, it, which is Steph's uh, docu, kind of on his life and how he got to where he's at. That's on Apple. Um, and we bumped into each other outside, and we had one of the most real ass conversations I've had with a, a person for a long time. We, I feel like we connected. And sure. Lenny, you know, a lot of people I, I, in the basketball world know who you are, but I just want to give you flowers. You are one of the best hoopers I have ever seen. I've ever Thank seen you, in my life. It. And uh, that saying, seeing LeBron, seeing D Wade. Uh, seeing Kobe, like for me, if there were the right elements in place earlier for you, I think you would have reached one of those peaks. But I, I'm curious to hear from you. I, I was reading an article, and I'm going to come out heavy with it, Lenny. I was reading an okay. article the other day about you that said that you, you hated Braun for a while, for 20 years until your daughter opened your eyes. Now, you were the number one recruit ahead of LeBron and ahead of Carmelo Anthony in that same class. Can you give us a little reason behind why that is? I mean, it, it, I, I had to come to realization and check myself, first of all. Um, 
hate is a strong word. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had a lot of animosity because of my mistakes in decision-making, um, which caused me to not be drafted and, and further my career in basketball and to watch LeBron become arguably uh, the greatest basketball player to ever play in the NBA. It just uh, it, it kind of put me in a shell, you know what I mean, for a long time. A lot of people look at that and say, you can't make sure that you identify so much with basketball that you lose perspective, Lenny, and maybe focus on other things. How much do you believe that that happened to you because of all that hype surrounding not just LeBron James or Carmelo Anthony, but also you as well? I mean, it, it played a big factor. Um, like I said, it, it, um, just my decision-making, uh, hanging out in clubs, hanging around the wrong crowd, listening to the wrong people uh, derailed me of those things. You know what I'm saying? Lenny, it's you and I were talking about, you know, it's we have so many decisions, so many things have to go right, man, in order to reach this uber level of success. And everybody has some kind of damn opinion about like, well, you took this wrong turn. Why would you? And they don't live that life. They don't understand how the pressure amounts and accumulates so much while you're also not used to dealing with fame, man. Like fame is one of the worst drugs there is, Lenny. Like take me through how you dealt with the hype. That came around all of a sudden, I mean, you became that guy. Especially coming from uh, New York. Like, I mean, it's everywhere, but being from New York, man, it's crazy. It's like, it's like, like you said, it's like a drug. That, that attention, that fame, being uh, the number one player in the country, and also having that happen out of the blue because at one point in time, I wasn't. I wasn't nobody, you know what I'm saying, when I started playing this game of basketball. Like, I didn't start with the uh, guys when they started seven, eight, nine years old. I started it at, in high school. I was in high school already, and it just happened overnight. And then starting to become this this image, uh, playing in New York City, playing, being ranked nationally, um, hanging around celebrities, being in music videos, hanging in clubs, and then the women and all of the things that come with it—it it, it, it was it was shocking. You know what I mean? And and it it hurt me. Lenny, tell me, wow. tell me about the moment it hurt you the most. Take me, take me to that that moment when it was the worst for you throughout this time. Uh, it was two. It was two. It was uh, I could say like two two moments that really like put me in a shock. Whereas I was like I was depressed. I I was struggling out on alcohol. Uh, and one of those moments is the night of the draft in 02, June 26, when I didn't get drafted. And then the next time was when I was in a bad car accident in California um, after a game and. I, I was playing in the ABA at the time, uh, which left me in the wheelchair for two and a half years, and they told me I was never going to play again. Wow! Wow! We, we we share we shared scar stories because he showed me his scar. Uh-huh. Um, for sure. Funny, people, people about, thought our asses are crazy, Lenny, out there pulling up our legs, <laughs> our pants, like yeah. each other's scars <laughs> in New York City. Man, yeah. <laughs> But in Lenny, front of the NBA office. Exactly, but hey, that—that's—that's that's what it is, man. It's like these are. I mean, these but are... it took it. It took that. Like I, like I felt like it was a great moment, and, and if we didn't bump into each other, I wouldn't be on this platform and hmm. being able to share my story to 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 your crowd and people that don't know my story. What do you think is the 
the biggest lesson that you've learned from all of it, Lenny, that now you take into who you are now as an adult? I mean, my biggest lesson, man, is just is just overcoming, um, overcoming like depression, like becoming a, a great father. You know what I mean? Uh, a mentor to these kids that uh, so hopefully these kids don't have to go through the things that I went through. Uh, the next generation of student athletes that's coming out now, um, just being able to overcome that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a million Lenny Cook stories, and I've been blessed with an opportunity to just share mine. For people who don't know, by the way, Lenny Cook, former professional basketball player, joining Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman this morning on ESPN Radio. What are you up to now, Lenny? I'm uh, going around, like I said, going around sharing my story, uh, going to different camps. Um, uh, you know, uh, I got the documentary out that, that's been out for a while on Showtime. Um, I'm about to do Quinn Cook's uh, basketball camp coming up uh, next month. Um, my, like I said, my goal is just to share my story, man, and I hope these kids can get something out of it. And hopefully, that even if I talk to a million kids, I just reach one and I'm okay. You know, it's funny, Lenny. It's like, you know, I always, like, DeJuan Wagner was that player for me, right? Yes. Like, I, I used to, like, similar to how I heard guys like Melo or Braun talk about you is how I talked about DeJuan Wagner. And it's, it's funny, man. Like, it, it's, you realize that, I was lucky enough to get there even for a year, but you realize how much of a crapshoot it is. It re- it like so many things need to go exactly right in order for it to get there. But Lenny, it ain't all what it seems like either, though, brother. So it's all about finding that inner space for yourself. And I'm so I'm so glad you're still with us, man. I'm so glad that you continue to fight and share your story because we need more real stories in sports like yours to help young people understand that there are a lot of challenges that we have to go through as young individuals and huge decisions that alter every part of our lives. So I appreciate you coming on our show and sharing your story. I appreciate you, Jay Will, man. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Like, I'm I'm, I'm so blessed and I'm glad that we bumped into each other, man, and we can build a a friendship and a brotherhood from here on out. Done, man. I got you. I'm going to hit you. And I appreciate you making the effort to get on the show, even with the bad insight from Nuno. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm just gonna help my guy out. No, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Lenny. All right, Lenny. Thank you all for having me. Stay up. Yeah, we're going to react to that conversation and the parallels involving not only just Lenny Cook, but also Jay Williams. That fascinating conversation comes your way next. Keep it here this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C 
ebikes.com. This is ESPN Radio. By the way, got this great tweet on social media, because I don't know what it is now, if it's X or Twitter, whatever it is, from Precocious Neophyte, who hit us up at Coleman ESPN and at Real J, Real J Williams. By the way, Jay Williams, Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and ESPNU and Sirius XM Channel 80. Guys, that was a dope interview with Lenny Koch. He was a bad you-know-what on that basketball court. Glad to know that he's good and in a good space about his career. Excellent work, fellas. Precocious Neophyte, we really appreciate the kind words, but that was all two people. Jay Williams having his relationship with Lenny Cook to ask him to come on the show, and Lenny Cook accepting the invitation and being very, very willing, very transparent, extremely, extremely clear about how he used to blame a certain somebody for his transgressions, and he doesn't do that anymore regarding LeBron James and Lenny Cook. Well, I appreciate his candor. And before I get into my thoughts on Lenny, I want to bring in a caller, a guy named Kevin, who is from New York, who I've heard from Nuno, is Lenny Cook's high school coach. Kevin, you there? I I am here. Hey. Oh, hi, Nagarosa. Yes, I'm here. How are you? Good, how are you? Doing good, Kevin. Give us some insight on, on, on Lenny and, and some of the challenges that you saw that he had to confront as a young person. Absolutely. First of all, I love Lenny, so I was so glad when I uh, got in the car and heard heard him uh, speak. And uh, yeah, he's a you know great, great young man. But uh, Lenny, I was the uh, basketball coach at Northern Valley Old Japan, yep. uh, and Lenny came to us when uh, he was, uh, I guess you know technically a junior, but age wise uh, going into his senior year, uh, coming out of uh, coming out of Brooklyn to live with a. Uh, uh, a, a family friend. So that's, that's it. So I first met Lenny uh, in the, in the summer uh, where he came in in the summer league and, and of course, you know, blew us away with, with his talent. And, uh, but, but I think, you know, Lenny to me is the story of, of a really a systematic failure. I mean, what, what I think personally, what I think the AU programs, the, the, the what I'll call the sharks, mm-hmm. um, you know, did to this poor, poor kid, um, he came in with uh, with just uh, what I think were, were a lot of bad people around him, giving him a lot of bad advice, um, pushing him in, a, in, a, in bad directions. And, uh, you know, I always say I wish I had Lenny for, you know, a more extended time than, than the short period of time that I had him because he really is, was, a, was a great kid, great soul. Um, you know, but again, unfortunately, he was asked to be, you know, be, be a, become a man at you know, with a, with a young child and, and, uh, you know, the environment he was coming from out of, out of Brooklyn. So, uh, you know, and he, and he, he had a child at that time so, when you so, were coaching him, Kevin. Well, I'm sorry. He had a child at that time while you were coaching him. He, yes, he did. He had had a, had a child, um, you know, his, uh, so there Freddie, were a couple games where, so Kevin, I, I'm sorry for cutting. I mean, just, <laughs> I mean, I had a child at 31 and that was a, like having mm-hmm. a child at 17, 18 yeah. years old. Were you still trying to figure it out? Yeah. Like while you're dealing with all this attention and fame, I'm sorry, Kevin, for interjecting. I just that the, the weight of no that um, yep. just puts so much more pressure on a guy like him to figure it out yep. now, not wait, but now. Yep. And, and then, and then when he came to us, he uh, he really there were credits that were since he was coming from a parochial school, which the state of New Jersey did not accept. And, you know, what, what I think did not do right by this young man, which 
did not allow him to play because he ended up being short a couple of credits based on these these courses, religious courses that the uh, state of New Jersey public system did not accept. And he had to sit um, and which unfortunately, you know, he Coy Lenny had to had to work one on one at the other end of the court. You know, obviously, in you know, our practices, I couldn't have him getting ready for games, have him yeah, right. playing on our second team, destroying our first team. So, you know, he wasn't even allowed able to play until the second half of uh, second semester of, of that year. So I, I think that's another failure that, uh, you know, a system failure that, you know, for this poor kid, you know, in terms of what was best for, for a young man versus what, um, you know, policy or, or whatever might be, uh, you know, does. Sometimes we have to look at, look at you know, each individual case. Uh, I, I think we forget to do that, and, and well, I think we they a lot a lot of, a lot of things yeah. with Lenny that that were were disappointing on people's ends. That you know when he said talks about wanting to, to blame others, do others. There are, there was a lot of yeah. blame to go around yeah. for others that right. took advantage so, of a young man. Right. Yeah. Kevin, I I really appreciate you calling hey, in, yeah, and giving us insight you on got that. It. Uh, yeah. Thank, Thank you, you, Kevin. So much. Appreciate that. But you know, I, I try to tell people out there, like, and if you want to meet me on the streets, like, I'm open. Like, come up and, and rap with me. Um, for all these guys, like for professional athletes in general or entertainers, like I, I, my life is fortunate enough where I'm around a lot of these people and you hear their stories, Freddie, and you realize how lucky that some of these guys who achieve such a high level are. And granted, they've earned it too, but I know a lot of guys that have worked hard, but they haven't had the right people around them to help them make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kevin, his coach in high school talking about the AAU system, it's one of the dirtiest systems oh, out yeah, there now. Yeah. Now, there are benefits of it, but it's also dirty. I mean, I have people paying AU coaches. I had shoe brands paying AU coaches, shoe brands, you know, giving money in boxes to players, mm-hmm. getting unlimited allotment of shoes, and that meant you had to go to certain schools. Now, what happens when you go against that grain? Oh, boy. Then what kind of environment does that create? What happens if you take money from that drug dealer that's helping you trying to get out of that situation – Right. Right. And then all of a sudden you don't come back to the hood no more. Oh, you too good for us. Oh, you out. So there's a lot of systems now. Right. I gave you two different types of systems. Mm -hmm. I gave you the shoe game system and then I gave you the drug game system. And there's a lot of systems that can tie you down. And if you're not smart enough or savvy enough or have the people around you to help create a safe haven around that. Right. You ain't going nowhere. It doesn't hope, matter how yeah. talented you are. Yeah. I hope somebody is out there was listening to that conversation we had with Lenny Cook about 20 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, and I hope the person that I'm talking about is Ja Morant. If you're Ja Morant, you're able to f- go further and further and further, even though Lenny Cook had a lot more hype earlier on than Ja Morant, and Ja Morant went from really zero to where he has been in a short amount of time. You have the world at your feet right now. You have the fruits of the world in your hands right now. Do not throw it all away where you See, can be a cautionary tale like a Lenny Cook trying to overcome But I that. feel like it's different, though. I feel like oh, ja, it's different. Ja I'm just hoping is way it, yeah. more of a maturity thing. Yeah, it, that's right true. Now. That's fair. Right? But, but that's why I hope he's listening to that because Great. what comes with maturity is knowing exactly who to be around, who to have around you, knowing what situations to not be a part of. But it's crazy. Ja comes from a good family. He's from like, a, yeah. Lenny came from a broken family. Yeah, exactly. But, like on his own. But, you know what I mean? So yeah, like I'm, I'm not comparing. I'm saying. I hear what you're saying. I, I hear where you're going and you're right. You're right. But the situations are. But it, it's all that. That's why you you realize when I hear guys like Dalvin Cook's like, no, I want my money. 
I'm like, I, I get it. Like, I know your background. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get your money. So people want to sit out there and call you selfish or say you're not a team player, Saquon. They don't know backgrounds. They don't know what you've been through, how many times you've been burned to get to this point. All they see is the glitz and the glamour. Right. All that other stuff is washed away. That's why there's a backstory with all these individuals. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. But yeah. if you don't know that, yeah. uh, be careful pointing the finger 30 times like you pointed at me last segment, Freddie. Well, you're just never going to let that go, huh? Just never going to let it go. I'm just glad that Lenny Cook in the game of life has not been washed away. That could have been very, Thanks. very easy to happen to him. Keep weighing in on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at Real J. Williams. Avoiding the finger pointing, that is Jay Williams. I'm the finger pointer when it comes to Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X-Men Channel 80, as well as your smart speaker. We're going to do a little what they said, what they heard, plus breaking news that we kind of foreshadowed not too long ago. That's next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Which means that Aaron Rodgers may get whatever he likes because Jay Williams said as much. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn and ESPNU. It wasn't that long ago this morning that Jay Williams said, Hey, Freddie, Aaron Rodgers was structuring that contract taking a $35 million pay cut. He even asked Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. First thing I thought about. Could this mean that the Jets could be more in line to bring in a guy like Dalvin Cook? Well, according to Tom Pelosur of the NFL Network and Rich Samini, ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the New York Jets, Dalvin Cook will be flying up later today. He's scheduled to appear on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network tomorrow, followed by a trip over to the Jets facility. He'll be around for the weekend. Can I tell you something, Freddie? Have at it. Mr. Nostradamus. I, 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 I got a text from a friend. Mr. J. Mr. J. Damas. I got a text from a friend. Okay. That said they are just uh, high six figures off of doing this deal. Oh, they can work that out. Oh, you which means they're you not far right. off. You don't stay for a weekend to not work something out. You're coming to get something done. And the Jets want you to. They probably say we'll pay the fare. You fly up here. We'll eat, we'll dine, we'll wine, we'll talk, you'll sign, does, you'll be here. Does the addition of Dalvin Cook, does that make them the favorites in the AFC? It will, it will make them the favorites in the AFC East. That guy in Kansas City is too much to deal with when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. That guy in Cincinnati with all the weapons he has in Joe Burrow in Cincinnati is too much to ignore. But, I get that three-headed monster in Cincinnati, yeah. and I get, I get Patrick Mahomes, but are the Jets not right there? They're a lot closer to being right there. I mean, Miami, this puts Miami's them over, up there, too. Yeah, this puts them ahead of Miami if this happens. If they get Dalvin Cook, this puts them ahead of Miami and Buffalo in that division. I agree. I mean, you get a guy that can catch out of the backfield. It puts you closer to the top, the top list of the pecking order. In a loaded the AFC. Echelon. Yeah, it, it, it puts you closer to that Bengals, Chiefs, Bills line, even if they're above the Bills in the AFC East. Puts you closer to the Chiefs and the Bengals line. Those I mean, are the they, two. they'll have a better running game. They'll have, they'll have a better passing better game. Better passing game. I mean, we know what the defense can do. But uh, but here's the question I'll ask you guys. Yeah. Robert Sala, 
though. How do you feel about him as a head coach with all this now? And especially when you're looking at all those other teams, right? Mm-hmm. You're looking at, and I know people are starting to question Sean McDermott, but like uh, Zach Taylor's made a Super Bowl. Obviously, Andy Reid. Everyone loves uh, Jay's boy, Mike McDaniels. Like, or McDaniel, I always get that screwed up. Mike McDaniel, like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but that, like, he looks so, like a McDaniels, yeah, by the way. Like, so how are we <laughs> feeling about Robert Sala now? This, I'm assuming, at, extra added pressure on his shoulders to get things done. Well, the one thing I'll say about Robert Sala is that he has the mentality that he can deal with that and be a coach, but you got to be able to put everybody in the right positions if you're going to be that decision maker. So it definitely ups the ante because now they don't have any more excuses when it comes to Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, Jay and Nuno, and also the general manager, Joe Douglas. Because Joe Douglas like, look, I've done my job. You said you needed a quarterback. I got you one. You say you need more weapons at a quarterback. I got you one. If anything, this really shifts to the court to the coach, Robert Sala, more than Joe Doug's the GM, and even more so than Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback in New York. So my opinion has changed for the position that this individual was in now compared to where he was last year. And that's Nathaniel Hackett. I think it was overwhelming for Nathaniel Hackett because the relationship was different with Russ. They had given the keys to Russ. Everything was centered around Russ while also Nathaniel was trying to figure out how the hell am I going to be a head coach and manage all these things when I've typically been that a different in a different position. Now though, as the offensive coordinator for the Jets, the familiarity is exponentially greater with a guy that you built continuity with for extended periods of time. There's trust there in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And the role has minimized the pressure to a degree. So no doubt. Th- that doesn't distract or take away the pressure on Robert Sala. But that relationship, I think, pays a higher reward because the position now is different for a guy like Nathaniel Hackett because and his tr- relationship with Aaron Rodgers. I think that's the difference it. maker. Yes. Yeah, okay. And I think yes. Aaron can open up the field differently than Russ's ego allowed him to open up the field last year. And that's completely right? fair because you have that relationship to your point that Aaron Rodgers and Daniel Hackett that was more of a friendship than just a relationship, a football relationship in Green Bay with both of those two. But, but also I can tell you the hard truth and I know how you will respond. I can be more real with you than understanding now I'm a head coach my first year. Do I truly have autonomy from ownership? Like did they, they gave the keys to you. So how much you know, clout do you have? You have more clout than me. I've seen this in professional sports. I've seen where athletes who have the power and then a new head coach comes in first year, that head coach doesn't feel like he has the power mm-hmm. or the true autonomy say, sit your ass down. Right. I'm going to bench you. I have to play you. You're almost a player coach. And I think that's the power that was wielded to Russell Wilson last year that now Aaron Rodgers is like, no, I see you more as a peer. Right. Hmm. Okay. Here's something else to that. At least they don't have to use kid gloves and coddle a quarterback. There you go. And bring him along. Because the minute that they realized that Zach Wilson was not going to even be close to being below average at quarterback, they really had to kid glove him along. When he got injured and Mike White got into the line, they treated Mike White like he was damn freaking Marino and opened up the offense. And he was winning games and rallying that team. That's going to have to happen, and it will happen with the Jets. You don't have to coddle that position because you got Aaron Rodgers. And more importantly, you got an offensive coordinator who knows how to handle him, somebody you can trust to make that work, and you can concentrate on other things. You're Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets. I'm with you. 
they get Dalvin, like we mentioned, we just go. heard from Rich Samini, ESPN New York Jets reporter, and also when it comes to Tom Pelser at NFL Network, Dalvin Cook flying up to New York today to meet with the Jets over the weekend. He'll be on Good Monday Football tomorrow and then meet with the Jets over the weekend. So he's taking a step to New York to maybe sign with the Jets. Are the NCAA taking steps to rule NIL? That's next. This is ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com